This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive, and sane. My name's Harry. I'm Alex. Today we're talking about communication and collaboration tools, and this is a topic we've covered uh, a couple of times in the show before. But what we wanted to do today was really go through the exact tools that we're using in our company and why we've chosen those tools, what's good about them, what's maybe not so good about them, and some of the alternatives that might be available. So we'll start with looking at kind of some of the communications tools, some of the project management tools that we use, all the way through to something that actually helps me get through email, which is something I spend a lot of time on. Uh, It's helped me cut the time I spend on email at least in half. It's awesome. So um, stick around for that. I guess the first place to start, Alex, is Slack, which is our main kind of communication channel. I think this is pretty ubiquitous at this point, but um, we've been using that for a long time to kind of communicate rather than email, right? Yeah, it's everyone I work with. We all use Slack and compared to email, it seems like a much more wieldy tool for the sort of day-to-day communication you do with people. I have very little patience for long email chains now because the sort of chats you can have on Slack are there's so much easier to have in general. Exactly. And then when you're in a, a you know a group conversation, it might be a group email where there's like, you know, four or five people that have to be in on that information. You can, you know, when you're using something like Slack, you can kind of silo off into subgroups and kind of just talk between each other about something specific that might not affect the whole group, but it's really important to the project you're working on and, and stuff like that. So it's just so much more efficient because you don't have to loop in every single person with every tiny detail. That's basically the center of our entire organization. Essentially, it's where we communicate for the most part. It's where we check in with how projects are going. It's where we kind of even manage projects in terms of um, making sure that people are aware of what's going on and when due dates are and, and all that kind of stuff. And and then on the social side, I think, you know, it's nice to have some sort of designated channels where we can just talk rubbish. Um, we've kind of got our general channel where it's just sort of general catch-ups with, with one another. We've got a whoop channel for sort of celebrating wins, which I think has been a good thing to kind of introduce. And so, so yeah, there's, it's, it's, that's a great tool. Once we're all communicating with each other, I guess the next stage is how we're managing our projects and where we're actually doing the bulk of our work. And for us, we're obviously a podcasting agency, so we do a lot of work in audio, which isn't necessarily the most sort of collaborative of mediums. But in terms of the written work that we do and kind of the yeah the collaboration on on how projects are managed, we kind of use a, a real combination. So we've got G Suite, which I think again is a, a pretty ubiquitous tool, um, really important for kind of spreadsheets, so all the boring numbers stuff. Um, we use it actually for you know I'm I'm working on uh, growing my LinkedIn network, so I kind of keep an index of all the people I've been speaking to and reaching out to, and who's accepted and who's not. And so you know Google Sheets can be used for a ton of stuff. It doesn't have to just be kind of your accounting and and sort of budgeting and all that kind of stuff. And I think you can also take it for granted, but the ability to just work collaboratively on text documents at the same time is brilliant. I yeah, mean, I don't it's know. Huge, right? It's huge, right? There's something very satisfying before. when you see a group of like four people all typing away at the same kind of spreadsheet or um, or doc. So yeah, so we use it for that, for that. And for our perspective, we're again, a client services company. So being able to kind of share that outside of the organization um, so that clients can can kind of see the work that we're working on and and make comments and kind of um, feedback on things is, is really awesome. The other tool we use in a similar way and a kind of halfway transitioning between the two is Notion. Notion.so is the URL. It's a really awesome looking tool. Um, it's much more kind of uh, attractive, I guess, than, than Google Docs, which can be a bit kind of clunky at times. 
but it's a really, really good tool for sort of uh, creating a knowledge base and a, and a wiki, basically, where you can keep the sort of um, central hub of like all the things that that make your business run. And that's kind of what we're trying to use it for. It's, it's the base where we can keep information on all of our clients, who they are and what we're doing for them, all of our processes, all of the sort of software that we use and passwords and all that kind of stuff is all kept in this one kind of hub, basically. It also is a really good tool for sort of working on collaborative documents and sharing with clients and so on. So it's kind of blurring the lines a little bit between G Suite and Notion for us at the moment. And so we're kind of trying to figure out whether we do a wholesale move to Notion or whether we sort of silo various parts within the two of them. But I don't know how you find the kind of difference, Alex, which you prefer. I think it's, I really like Notion. I think its strength is the fact that it can be really difficult to just corral large numbers of documents especially in something like G Suite where you end up with a list or folders like you would on a PC and it's still not a very intuitive way to, like you said, like navigate a knowledge base. Yes, yeah. Whereas when if we're working on projects, the way that you can put them in boards or tables or lists, it feels a lot more intuitive to use. Absolutely, yeah. So Notion's got a really interesting and clever structure and, and so you can sort of link between documents really easily and exactly as you're saying, instead of lots of folders like you would get on your desktop, on your computer, you can actually have sort of documents and sub-documents within that kind of um, structure, which probably doesn't make much sense. Uh, it's probably <laughs> quite hard to describe, but basically what it means is everything is interlinked in a much more kind of practical and easy to navigate way. So yeah, I agree. So I think we're sort of moving towards more and more using Notion, but Google Docs is just, as I say, so ubiquitous, it does make it very, very easy to use and, and work with clients on. So that's those sides of things. And then when we look at kind of uh, project management specifically in terms of kind of what work needs to be done today, by whom and by what deadline, we use uh, Trello as our main tool which I guess was kind of traditionally created for sort of uh, creative and development teams. So it kind of has a layout called a Kanban view for anyone not familiar. It's sort of just you basically have various columns and each column kind of represents the stage that that project is at. So you sort of move it through that system as you go. And so for us, that means, you know, we have like a, an audio editing column and an article writing column and a publication column. So we can say, okay, once this piece is done, we can move it to the next column and the next person knows to, to sort of go and start working on it. But it's not without, it's, it's not sort of ideally suited to our exact use case. We're kind of shoehorning it a little bit. How do you find it from your perspective, Alex? You're in there a lot more than I am. No, I agree. I think Trello is really useful and I do like the way it's set out, but it's it comes down to a thing of flexibility. Insofar as like you mentioned, you have a series of columns and those work brilliantly if you complete every single task in the same order. Right. Whereas if you if something's different or if a part is done before another part, suddenly it's jumping about these columns rather than moving from left to right, as it were. And that is where, for me at least, I start missing things or catching things later than I should do. But it's, I mean, in terms of the amount of work that's being put through it for us and how long we've been using it, it's, I mean, it's like 95% there, if you know what I mean, but it's the last five that really throws a spanner in the works. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, and, and my wife's team, for example, they use a tool called Asana, which is another great um, platform. Basecamp is another. There's so many project management tools and they all have their own slight kind of personality and, and kind of best use cases. But what I have found is that no matter what platform you're using, you're always kind of 
it's always about 95% there. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's never quite perfect for your exact kind of use case. So we're in the process of, of transitioning to a really specific tool called Process Kit. And Process Kit is, again, really very much designed for client services businesses. And so it's really specific to, well, I mean, it's in the name. It's about process. So we have a really specific process, the way that our production works for clients will you know, we'll edit audio and then we'll move on to to write articles and then we'll move on to publication and all that kind of stuff. So we have kind of quite a set um, way that we go around producing the work that we do for clients. And so Process Kit is really good for that. And so I'm hoping that that will kind of solve some of the problems we have with Trello. It's not not necessarily relevant to to everyone listening um, if you don't run a client services business, but if you do, definitely worth looking at because it's it's really it's really really cool and and really powerful. Another tool that I think is worth mentioning here for kind of collaboration um, and communication remotely that um, we've been using for a long time is Calendly. Basically, this is for kind of booking appointments, um, allowing you to kind of have clients or team members or just about anybody book some time in your calendar. It syncs with your calendar so it knows when you're available and you can say to Calendly, hey, these are the times that I want to accept meetings for, for various things. And it means you don't then have to spend all those hours, hours, but you know, all those like countless emails back and forth. Are you available at 3 p.m.? Oh, sorry, I've got a clash. And uh, how about 3.30? Oh, well, that, then um, I've got to go into a meeting then. So, and that you have all of those back and forth and it takes forever. If you can just send them a Calendly link and and it shows their, your exact availability, um, it saves so much time. So that's been an absolute lifesaver and um, it's like less than $10 a month. So I would highly recommend that to everybody. So that's Calendly. And the final thing I guess I'll mention just quickly is email is something that we all spend a ton of time in. And so I've been absolutely kind of reliant on a tool called Superhuman, which you do actually need to get an invitation to use. So you need someone that has a Superhuman account to, to in, you know, invite you. So it's very, you know, it's very cool. Uh, but, you know, I have some invitations left. So if anyone is very keen, uh, by all means ask. It's not cheap, though. So it costs $30 a month, which might seem like a lot to spend on email, which is effectively free. The reason it's worth it for me is that I get a lot of email and it's basically it's the team behind Superhuman have a really kind of strong opinion about how one should manage email. And the tool is based around that system of just getting things done, basically. So there's a lot of keyboard shortcuts. There's a lot of ways in which you can manage your email incredibly quickly. And so I guess that's why they call it Superhuman. It means you can get through your inbox of, you know, 50 emails in half an hour or whatever by by just sort of really cleverly kind of managing what's important and what's not and putting everything into buckets so yeah, I won't go into too much detail for it because it's not, it's definitely not a tool for everybody. But um, for me, kind of as someone that spends hours in email a day, having a tool that really helps you get through that quicker and Superhuman is has definitely been that, um, has been really, really powerful. Cool. So that's the suite of tools we use to run our business. We would love to know what you're using in your organization. Maybe you have a passionate hate for Notion and want to fight us in the street as to why we shouldn't use it. We'd love to hear your um, opinions are, are always kind of appreciated. You can find more information about the podcast at wfhpodcast.com. And we'll be back every weekday with more information about staying productive, connected and sane whilst working remotely. Thanks for listening. <laughs>